Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. It's your main bitch, Kim, and all I have to say, or really sing to you guys, is spring is sprung. Any of yin's guys watch the premiere of Potomac? Kern, Kern Huger, you need some voice lessons, girlfriend. Call me up. I will help you. Yes, yes, I will. Now, yin's guys, hey, what's going on? Happy Thursday. A lot of good shit going down, I have to say. So happy about the premiere of Potomac. Now, I do have to say... It wasn't my most favorite episode. I mean, I think that they've had better premiere episodes, but it was cool. But honestly, I was so drawn to the fact of what happened yesterday on Beverly Hills. And if you guys remember, I did say that I was pretty bored with all of Beverly Hills. But I do have to say, uh, they're making up for it right now during the reunion. So I really want to talk about that. The last part of Salt Lake City was, holy shit, Heather, Whitney. Oh my God, that was pretty intense and I enjoyed it so much. I kind of love the fact that Whitney and Heather are going to be going at it a little bit. I know that they're cousins, but I feel like I feel like it's long overdue. Whitney is definitely the biggest shitster along with Lisa Barlow. And I'm trying to think, like, why weren't they best friends sooner? Because they definitely have more in common than they actually uh think. Okay. So, but let's talk first about my lovely ladies of Potomac Spring is Sprung. It was a great episode. Loved the whole cherry blossom thing. I guess that's like a huge thing in uh, the DC Potomac area, whatever. I've never been a part, uh, but I'd love to be where they were at the very beginning of the scene where they were talking about Ashley and her divorce with Michael because they are no longer stronger than ever. As Candace would say, I am so happy that they are not together anymore. She deserves so much better. She is so much better than Michael. We already knew that. So that was basically the first scene. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but I do have to say as well, and I feel like I'm saying that a lot with the fuck him, but this will be like a Jersey quote nation. Let me tell you, because they have amazing quotes. I still can't get over when Mia said during the trailer Does a frog have a watertight asshole? I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck that means. But I think it's great and I think it's hilarious. And I kind of want to use it in my everyday life, but I really don't know what the fuck it means. So, Yins, guys, someone reach out to me. Let me know what it means because I'm confused even though I hashtag love it. And I can't believe I did the hashtag because that's like so fucking passe. It's, It's stupid. So basically, I was stupid for a hot second. I am so sorry. Now... What else happened during this episode? Well, we see Kern. She uh, had her Tiff and E boobies elevated, I guess you could say. She didn't have like a boob job per se. But I mean, she kind of did, right? If you have anything done on your tatas, then I would say it's a boob job, right? So she had them elevated a bit, lifted. Okay, girl, yes. And uh, Ray, whenever they went over to Mia's house, we'll get into Mia's situation as well. He said that he's concerned about that. He doesn't know if he really like the health thing, you know, it was a voluntary procedure and uh, he's concerned. And you know what, Ray? I'm down with you. I understand what you're saying. And then you have Kern 
in the back in her confessional and she's like, I think Ray is just concerned about who else will like Tiff and E. Ooh, because we see during the trailer, apparently she has some sort of like side piece or she does. I mean, allegedly she's allowed to or something, but we are going to see that within the uh, season. So what else happens? Let's get to Mia. Big thing is, along with Ashley's divorce, is Mia. I remember talking about how she posted something on social media months and months ago about cancer and having to go to John Hopkins University to get a biopsy, all this shit. And first thing, I mean, listen, Giselle's a pot stirrer too, but we all love her. Green-eyed bandits, you know, and Robin's sort of there on the side just kind of doing her thing. But she always, <laughs> at the end of the episode, I thought it was great when they were having like this serious moment and then Robin finally shows up because she's always late to shit. And then she's like, oh, this is kind of like a serious thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Robin, we love you for that because you are consistent always. And that is amazing. And I, I, it's great. So we all know my love for Robin and Giselle. But Mia is talking about how she had two lumps in her, what was it, her throat or somewhere in her body. And then... The doctors were like, hey, we got to check this out. We got to do extensive testing and all this kind of shit. So she was going through all of this. So she was putting her highlight reel, if you will, because she said to Karen that basically social media is a highlight reel. So because she was dealing with all this stuff, I think she just needed to express herself in a manner where she could like not feel better, but just get it out of her system. And she did it on her platform. And so the ladies were like, wait, we're confused with this. You're saying that you have cancer. And then the next post, you're like, you don't have cancer. Cancer? Yes, yes. Are you a Brooks? What is going on? Is this a Yolanda with Housewives of Beverly Hills? Or is this a Brooks with the OC and Vicky? Like, are you lying to us? Now, at the end of the episode, I feel with Giselle kind of just going at her at Karen's taco spring is sprung party celebration of life. With her to go into Mia right away, I thought that was fucked up. And I'm usually a Giselle apologizer. But with Mia saying, hey, you know what? I was going through some shit. I went to the doctor and they said this is a serious thing. This could be cancer. We have to do testing. And you know what? We were waiting for it. I was crying. I was trying to be like, what the fuck is going on? I was scared. So I went to social media and I spoke about it. So if you're going to tell me that everything that I'm going through cancer, no cancer, like, fuck you. We don't know what's going on yet. I'm scared. And like, here's the thing. I'm with Mia on this. You know, I think when you're going through something like that, uh, I would have to say it's through personal experience. Uh, When something is found and they're like, this could be a cancerous thing. We need to check this out. Immediately in your mind, you're like, holy shit, this could be something like I'm freaking nervous about it. But then when you have tests down the line, They may say, yes, this is truth, and I think this is what it is, or they may say, we need to do this just to kind of rule it out. So with what Mia was saying to Giselle, they shouldn't have gotten on her back about it, and I'm with Mia because I can understand what she's going through, and here's the thing. If the other ladies were dealing with that situation, none of them would get on her ass. So I am not a fan of what they did to Mia. I am Mia all the way. Not only do we see Mia's health situation come out into introduction for the finale, or not the finale, for the uh, premiere, we also see Candace. I have to say, this is going to be an interesting year with her because she already has her fucking head up her ass thinking that she is like some Beyonce bitch. It's crazy, okay? So 
saying to her, she's going to freeze her eggs. Okay, cool, whatever. Chris has a new job at some hotel in the D.C. area or whatever, being a manager, so he doesn't come home until late at night. Okay, whatever, you're doing your thing. You got to make some money, honey. You got to make the De Niro, El De Niro. She is saying to the confessional, the producers and shit, She's like, well, I got to do it now because if I get older, they're only going to have two eggs and one's not going to work or whatever. But here's the thing. When they were like, why don't you want to have children now? And she's like, well, I want to have a child like every Wednesday. But then on Thursday, I'm like, I don't want to do it. I want to go on tour. I want to do five million other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five million other things. I don't buy that shit. You want to go on tour. You think that you're going to be like some of this crazy ass superstar. And if you do get to that point, congratulations. I think that's great. But I feel like you're kind of pulling a Craig Conover right now. You're getting... As Camille Grammer would say, and I always like to use this quote, you're getting a little bit too big for your bridges. That's what I think. If Yin's guys don't think that, come after me. Because <laughs> I will disagree with you. And I just think it's funny because she really, I mean, even when she walked into Karen's like taco celebration of life party, she was walking in like she was all that in a bag of chips. Like it was crazy to me. It's hilarious. But I am here for it because I feel like honestly... If they didn't have Candace on the show, I don't think it would be as uh, good. And I can't even believe that I'm saying that because we all know that I'm not in love with Candace. She's not one of my favorites. But she does add so much to that franchise. It's disgustingly amazing. So we got to have her on the show and we got to see her, you know, be obsessed with herself even more, being a pageant girl and now being this like, B-list superstar of fucking R&B charts and what have you. But anyways, I do like one of her songs. So, but Candace, I'm not coming for you, but we'll we'll just see what you do in this season. It'll be interesting. And does Chris really come on to Giselle? I'm really curious about that. The way that producers are putting it together, production, it seems like he is. So, I don't know. Let's see. Who else is going? Uh, what else is going on? Oh, Wendy. Oh, Wendy meeting up with Cynthia Bailey's ex-husband, which, by the way, quick update on that. Cynthia is now getting a divorce from her husband, Mike. I think his last name is Hill, Michael Hill. I don't know how long they were together, but it wasn't that long. And now, Cynthia, this is what I'm saying. I feel like whoever you're with next, I don't think you should get married. I think you should just chill, live your life, do like the Robin and Juan thing. And uh, I don't think you need to get married. You, you've experienced that a couple times, didn't work out. Just enjoy your life with another human. Or you know what? If you don't want to be with anyone, just enjoy your life with Noelle, even though I don't, I don't know, she, she's probably in school or whatever. But still, I don't think she needs to get married again. But I'm so sorry that you are going through this because I'm sure it sucks. And also another thing that I want to update Yin's guys about, I read that Teddy Mellencamp, we remember Beverly Hills alum, if you will. She just put on her social media that she has, let me see, let me see, stage, stage two melanoma. I guess she put it up and she had a couple moles on her skin and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of scary. So Teddy, you know, we're thinking of you and hope that this whole process can be resolved in a, you know, positive manner. So that is a serious thing. And, you know, she did the same thing as Mia. 
telling people what's going on. I mean, technically, they're on a reality show, or they were, so they just want to keep people updated who follow them, and I don't think that's a terrible thing. So, Teddy, we are thinking of you, and continue to think of Mia as well with her whole health stuff, but I think, if I recall, she may have uh, said that things are okay, but we'll see that through the season. Now, getting back to Potomac. So Wendy's meeting up with Peter Thomas and, you know, he is Nigerian as well. And so is Wendy. And I guess whenever they met, she said to him or she said to someone, she's like, I want to do a Nigerian lounge. And I guess Peter overheard this and then they started talking and then they met up and then he's like, we should do it. Let's try to do this. And he's had successful businesses as far as restaurants are concerned. And she wants to get involved in that. Her husband, Eddie's like, I don't think you should do that because you got eight million other things. And Eddie, you're right. And Wendy, you should listen to him. I know you have four degrees, but like you should listen to your husband. That's all that I'm saying. So Peter's kind of giving her the whole rundown of how this would work because she's never been in this business before. Kind of like a Candy and Todd thing. But here's the thing. Candy and Todd are super successful and you know, with Candy's work ethic, I really don't like I feel like she could really do anything. And she has the support of Todd. Like Wendy's not getting the support of Eddie. So I feel like that will do something to their marriage should she go forward. And she also freaked the fuck out in a way whenever he's like, if you want 20 percent, you're going to have to probably put thirty three thousand down. Did he say thirty three thousand or was it three hundred and thirty thousand? I can't remember, but it was like a big amount that she didn't want to commit to because she's like, hey, this is a lot of money. I got to get Eddie's. OK, I don't know. You're overextending yourself, Wendy. I mean, you went into a candle business that you didn't even know how to do any of that shit. Like Eddie had to help you out with that. It's almost like you're that you're 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 kind of pulling a Craig Conover too. You're kind of doing the whole I'm the head in the face of the candle shit. But like Eddie's probably doing all the business shit because he knows what to do. So it's kind of like that. Just the way that Leva called him out uh, to his uh, business owners and shit. So that's kind of funny. Other things that I took away from the Potomac episode. Oh, yeah. Robin. OK, so she meets up with Sharice. Old school alum. She was on the first couple seasons and she was talking about how she wants to get a prenup with Juan before they get married. They don't really have a date set. Shocker there. (laughs) I think this is going to go on until Real Housewives of Potomac is no longer on the air. Uh, But they're doing themselves and that's cool. That's cool. They do. They do. They (laughs) that even makes sense. So Sharice thinks it's not a good idea. But she did say, you know, well, Juan and I had a prenup before we got married, so I didn't expect to get half of his money with what he was making. I was a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't really doing much, and he was earning the money, so why do I deserve it? And then Sharice is like, what the fuck? You definitely deserve it. Did I not deserve it when I was married to my ex-husband? She's like, no, you didn't. She's like, well, fuck off, no. Robin is the breadwinner, and she feels like if they were to divorce that she doesn't need to give anything to him. And here's the thing. I think they're taking so long to get married because I still feel like Robin has so many, uh, she has a trust issue with one with a marriage. I mean, he cheated on her. I don't know how many times he did, but we all know that he did. And I don't think she's over that. I don't know if she ever, she should have gotten therapy for that and just sort of like resolve those types of uh, inner mental issues, I would say, because I know that it would be an inner mental issue for me. It has been. I I swear to God. And I wasn't even married. So here's that. And um, I think she's got to work through that. And I think that's part of the reason why it's taking so long for them to set a date. 
But you all know that I love me some Juan and I love me some Robin. And I think that they're great together. They work very well. And we'll have to see that play out on the season as well. Trying to think. I think we got through majority of everything during this premiere. And, you know, Giselle and Wendy have a beef already whenever Wendy wanted to talk to her at Karen's party. And then Giselle's like, I am fine. I am doing great. I know I'm awesome. She can't forgive Wendy for what she said about Jamal and her children and all that shit last year, which, you know what? I completely agree because we never go after the family, right? Now, ooh, that's a great segue. Beverly Hills. Holy shit. What a great first uh, part one, I would have to say. I would have to, uh, I'm shocked, really, that Crystal, this was like Crystal's, it was Crystal's episode. She came guns a-blazing, and she was going after Kyle. But here's the thing. I feel like it was long overdue. Why didn't you do that like a couple reunions ago? This is confusing. She was still kind of talking about the whole Sutton coming in my room, getting the returning the jacket. I was naked. Like, what the fuck? But like, didn't we resolve that issue? I appreciated her coming out and just really like not giving a fuck and was like going after Kyle because sometimes I feel like Kyle needs to be put in her place, even though she is the OG and she's not going anywhere and all that kind of stuff. But I do have to say she kind of confused me a little bit with her stories. She was saying about the whole, oh, Sutton said something very dark, very dark. And then most of the women were like, okay, did she say something racist? Like, what was it? You're not telling us. And then she's like, it wasn't a particular thing that she said that was dark. It was the experience. And then they're like, well, what the fuck? You said that she said something dark and now you're saying it was the experience. Like, you're not being true here. She's like, no, this is my truth. And then, oh my God. And then you have Kyle saying, what is this, a millennial type of thing? Like, you're being fucking overdramatic and da 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 So that was pretty intense, and I was here for it, yes. And it was just sort of like an exchange between Kyle and Crystal about this whole Sutton thing from seasons ago. I was shocked and impressed that Sutton was quiet for the whole duration of this whole thing. She didn't really say much. So, bravo, Sutton. What was interesting is that Rinna and Erica were quite quiet during this whole uh not premiere. I'm so confused with my my shows. They were quiet during this part one uh, reunion. And I do find it funny <laughs> when Andy said something, I do have to ask, what did he say? I do have to ask a uh, question or a can I ask you a weird question or something, a boring question or whatever. And then Erica's like, when do you not? LOLOL. And then Andy was probably like, fuck you, bitch. What the fuck? And then... I, I just thought that was a fun moment. They get to talking about Dorit and the home invasion and all that stuff. And obviously that was pulling at the heartstrings. But I did kind of enjoy <laughs> that uh, Andy swallowed another yawn with her. And of course, she said, am I boring you? Flashback to uh, what was it last season or the season? But one of the seasons, whenever he did that, whenever she was talking about how she's long winded and that was funny. So Andy was swallowing a, lawn, a yawn. <laughs> a lawn. He was swallowing a lawn. Holy shit. Did anyone mow that lawn? And uh, it was funny. Even though it was a serious situation, uh, it, it brought some comic relief. I appreciated that. And then the other really big thing, the duel here that I would say was between Garcelle and Diana, which was interesting. They were talking about the whole online shit with the bots and then Garcelle's son. And it was just really intense. So... 
Garcelle was under the impression because they said leave Diana alone in that text, right? Because they were talking about threats. You threaten me, I threaten you, all that kind of stuff. Leave the kids alone. I'm getting death threats. You're getting death threats. What the fuck? Leave Diana's name out of the text, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to think of what I'm, I'm literally doing word vomit, but I'm not internalizing or processing what I want to say. But with all of that stuff, Garcelle was under the impression that Diana was the one that paid for all of these bots and shit for people to like put this stuff out there so it wouldn't go back to her. She was kind of what we would say pulling a Lisa Vanderpump, having everyone else do the dirty work. Is that true? I don't know. People are saying no. People still don't buy it. A lot of people via social media are attacking these ladies like fuck. And uh, in my mind... I know I talk about this shit on this podcast. This is what this podcast is about. But like to go after these women with like death threats and all this crazy shit, that's fucking crazy. Like it's an entertainment show. And they even said that on the reunion. They're like, don't go after us. It's a fucking entertainment. This is a reality show or whatever. But like calm the fuck down, you know, like be better than the gap, people. Be better than the gap. So it was intense I did find it a little bit contradictory, if you will, when Kyle kind of came in and said, oh, Garcelle, before your son reposted that shit on the internet, he should have deleted Diana's name out to protect her family. And Garcelle was like, what the fuck? So it's okay for me to protect her family and I'm supposed to protect everyone else's family, but no one's protecting mine. Like, what the fuck? I agree with Garcelle. It's a little bit hypocritical. You're expecting to do all this shit for other people, but they're not going to come at bat for you. That's fucked up. And that says something to me. I don't know. It's just it's not a good look is what I'm saying. I enjoy that Jamie Lee Curtis came out. Everything was very chic whenever she did. And it was obviously (laughs) a huge promotion, a promo thing for Halloween end. So I guess you guys go see it. It's out on the 15th, whatever. (laughs) And, oh yeah, BravoCon this weekend. Everyone have a fucking good time. Who's going? Who wanted to spend all that money? Who's rich as fuck? Let me know how it is because I wish I was going. But uh, I'll be uh, I'll be in Chicago, actually, so I'll have a good time there. Yeah, so BravoCon, do your thing. Okay. And let me see what else. Next episode for the part two reunion is going to be the shit because Kathy comes. Oh, and I love the fact that they started at the end of the reunion whenever they Kyle was like, I don't want to get in pictures. I just want to go. I like it. It's a typical Kyle thing. And then they're like rewinding to like an hour before or whatever when Kathy Hilton is like, she's coming guns a blazing at Lisa Rinna and basically saying that Lisa Rinna was like the catalyst or whatever to try to get Vanderpump and all these people off the show. (sighs) And people still want Rinna off the show. Damn. Is she doing like a Dorinda at this point? You know, Dorinda had like a terrible last season and then she kind of like got fired or put on pause if we remember. Could this be a Dorinda type of thing for our girl Lisa Rinna? We'll find out. Let's see if she comes back. I don't know. Now, if we go to Salt Lake City, very interesting. Whitney annoys the fuck out of me. I mean, obviously, I feel terrible about the whole she was abused when she was younger and she just kind of put that down and didn't even think about it. Couldn't remember all this stuff. That's terrible. Heather said something when she when when Whitney revealed that and Heather was kind of shocked, like, what the fuck? 
she felt afterwards when Whitney was kind of blowing up at the end of the episode, she felt like, hey, you know what? We all know that you're going through some shit and you're trying to do this healing thing, but you shouldn't be putting this shit on other people, especially when this is supposed to be Jen Shaw's like fun weekend. We're supposed to have a good fucking time and you're kind of causing all this shit. On top of Lisa Barlow and Meredith and Meredith saying, you like ruined my family. Like, I can't understand you, Lisa. And then you have Lisa like, no, I don't think so, Meredith. Like, you're not even listening to me. Like, I'm a really fucking good friend. Like, I need to call my husband. I did not do sexual favors to get jazz tickets. Hugh Heather doing the comedic relief. She is awesome. I never want her to leave off the show. I think she's great. (laughs) And she's like, why would anyone want to do sexual favors to get fucking jazz tickets? I mean, maybe for the Lakers, but y'all don't need to do that for (laughs) the Utah Jazz. Oh my God, was that a shot to Yin's guys in the uh, NBA, if you will. Yes, that was hilarious. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Next episode, we'll see more about Whitney and her going crazy and shit, whatever. I'm not a huge Whitney fan either. We already know. I'm not a huge Lisa fan. But again, as I said, these five women to carry a whole show, I think it's fabulous. I think it's great. (laughs) And I did enjoy, again, as I said, Heather and Whitney going after each other. I think this is long overdue, you know? I mean, They've had, I'm sure, very, very interesting, not what we would say normal upbringings. But again, what is normal to someone? And I think, I don't know, maybe there's some pent up shit that they've been hiding all these years. And maybe it's just coming to surface because Whitney was triggered about telling the truth to people. And oh my gosh, Meredith, you told me this stuff. And then Meredith's like, no, you told me. So it's fucking insane, but it's going to be a hell of a ride. I am here for the journey. Yes, I am here for the healing, I guess to say. And yeah, it was fucking great. What a great week of TV. And it continues tonight. Yes, part two of the reunion with Southern Charm. Oh, I did make this observation and I told this to my mother as I watched the Potomac episode. Ashley was talking to her Uncle Lump and her mother and her family about the whole, I'm getting a house with Michael. This is like crazy, whatever. It was. It is fucking crazy. Why would you do that? Even Giselle said, even though Juan and Robin are not married, Robin's name is on the house. He's not on it with her. So what are you doing, Ashley? This is messed up. And whenever the production, the producers asked her, how much money does Michael, like, does Michael have enough to give you? And she's like, all I know, I don't, I'm not going to say the amount, but all I know that is he does well. And then they said, well, uh, would you be able to live the way that you live with his shit? And then she's like, I don't really know because I never paid for anything. What did this sound like to me? That is literally what Taylor would have been in should she have continued the relationship with Shep. I feel like this whole LLC thing with Michael, there's got he, he's got to know some shit to kind of go in between the lines in order to have this done. And I feel like it's another way to control her in some type of manner. And I feel like Shep was kind of on that path Because, I mean, what the fuck, Taylor? I mean, she quit her whole job so they could go travel or whatever. And then all of a sudden they break up because he's a fucking asshole and he cheats on her. Again. So there's a parallel between the two. I found that interesting. 
But of course, we're not going to see Michael on the show, which <laughs> I'm thankful for that. He's he's weird and gross and just. <laughs> but Yin's guys, yay! I hope Yin's guys have an amazing rest of the week. Yes, Friday tomorrow. Yes, I'll be driving to Chicago. It's going to be eight fucking hour drive. But you know what I did? I signed up for a free trial of Spotify. Yes, because I'm a cheap ass bitch. And I'm going to have commercial free music as I'm driving. So that's good. I just have to remember to cancel this subscription before November 13th. I had to put an alarm on my phone. So hopefully I actually remember. Yins guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate Yins guys' ears all the time. For those of you who are new, welcome, welcome. I hope you're excited to take this Bravo journey bus uh, with all of us. We have a good time. I like to talk shit in such a loving way because I do love all of these ladies, even though some of them drive me bonkers. Do you remember that show? Let's go bonkers. Oh, my God. That's definitely maybe an 80s babies type thing. I don't know. But guys, follow me (laughs) on Instagram. At Bravo Yinzer, Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And make sure to follow us at Believe Network and at Believe Lifestyle. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. I appreciate Yin's guys all the time. I'm really grateful that you guys listen. Tell your people, your people's people to listen and, you know, reach out to me. Tell me what's going on with you. Tell me how you're liking the show. Tell me if you want to come on the show. I love talking about this shit with everyone. So reach out. And Yin's guys have an amazing weekend. Yay. Next week's going to be fabulous with all the shows again. And I can't wait to talk about it again. So until next time, Yin's guys, I will, uh, I'll see ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.